Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I'm your host, Camry Widmer, and with us today is Stacy Martin, and I am super excited for this podcast today. I've been following Stacy for a couple years now, even though I wish I would have known her when I was goat tying, but she is the woman behind Next Level Goat Tying, and she is making a huge impact, has for many years, but um, you know, for me, I'm really seeing it now, and I know all the kids that I deal with, they know her name, and they know her program. So, Stacy, welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. Oh, thank you. That was so sweet. Yes, I have. I have been following you for a while, and I had a booth at the Little Britches Finals like three years ago, and you did a clinic there, and I sat there and watched it for a little while, and I was like, man, I wish she was there when I got started, or I knew of you when I got started. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that Little Bridges Clinic. We do a free clinic every year for the kids. And I think last year, it started small, but, man, last year, I think we had right over 100 kids there. Oh, my gosh, that's um, awesome. Yes, and so that is so exciting for the future of our sport. Yeah. And, and that's what we're looking at. We, uh, As many go tired as possible, that's what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want people to see the life skills that it teaches you, the opportunities that you have, and I know we'll talk some more about that later, but, um, you know, that's my goal is to have absolutely as many go tires entered as they'll take and to, and to give these girls opportunities they deserve. Yes, I agree. And outside of high school and college. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. We want to make these, because this is not going to last forever, and they need to be prepared for success in the real world, and that's before you call, I was listening to a podcast, and I loved this definition that um, the coach, she was a UCLA coach uh, for women's gymnastics, and she won, like, 19 national championships, and her quote was, real success is creating champions in life, mm-hmm. and that's my goal. I'm also a teacher, a high school teacher, and so education is very important, and giving these girls an opportunity for education, uh, you know, we've gotten out of our program with chemical engineers and nursing assistants and attorneys and teachers, you know, um, and, and that's the ultimate goal. And that's what I'm more proud of them for achieving. You know, me is going on to physical therapy school. Mm-hmm. And that makes me more proud than any title that she's ever won. Right. You know, that, that's the goal, making successful young women. Yes. And that's how we are at RodeoKids.com, too. You know, we are trying to provide opportunities outside of the arena as well. And, you know, what you learn in the arena is great, but there is a very, very small percentage of cowboys and cowgirls that get to go on and rodeo full-time and make a living doing it. And even if they're making a living doing it, they're still working for their sponsors. You know, they, they still have to learn so many skills outside of the arena to be able to be those cowboys and cowgirls and be able to afford to do it. So we're definitely, we are 100% behind that mission and, you know, providing those opportunities and teaching them life skills and and helping them realize what, you know, what goes on outside and behind the banners in those arenas. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. And and kids need to see that, you know. Mm -hmm. So many kids, as they grow up seeing the, the people at the NFR, you know, that's their goal, and that's a fantastic goal to have, mm-hmm. um, but there's so much that goes along with that, yes, it is, it is a full-time job, not just the practicing and the fun stuff, the everything else that goes with it, um, and you do have to work for your sponsors, you know, look at now, while we're all shut down, everybody's had to figure out social media and mm-hmm. videos and, and everything, and so it, it's a little different, 
public. They need to be able to, to answer questions and think creatively. So mm-hmm. all of those things very important. Yeah, and I know I've talked about it on the show before, but we have a checklist on RodeoKids.com and for the Performance Pony Company uh, that we send out to the kids that we sponsor. And the first 10 things are, you know, using social media, posting, um, you know, things that they can do for um, my companies to help me grow as well. And then the bottom 10 things are just good character things, like opening a gate, uh, setting a barrel, uh, picking up your manure, you know, just showing good character, being nice to somebody, sitting by somebody new. Um, we have that checklist for every month. There's 20 things that they can go through and do just to build themselves as good little human beings. Absolutely. We have group practices here every week, um, and we have such a phenomenal group of kids that come in. And, you know, while we are in competition, and then these girls compete against each other all, all the time, and boys too, but when they're teammates, they learn here that you're not necessarily competing against that person. You're competing against yourself. Yes. better than you did the last time. And so we don't put up with anything. We have teams and people are on, you know, when we do our relays and things like that. And, and, and I don't put up with any kind of behavior that is, you know, less than, less than positive because that is one of the main lessons that we need to learn, you mm-hmm. know, that you need to put your best foot forward and worry about running your race and not be worried about anybody else. That's right. That's that's just so true that it's so important to always remember what you are worried about, like what your purpose is. And, um, you know, I think we talk a lot about purpose too. You know, why are you tying goats? What's your goal here? And it's only your goal and you need to focus on that. What other people are doing there is really none of your business. No. (laughs) It's really not. No, it's not any of your business. What other people think about you and what you're doing None of your business. Like I said, turn off the background noise. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and and that's why you see. And one of the things that I see with these girls that are extremely successful, they are not the girls that are extremely active and worried about social media. You know, and what people are saying. They may have social media, but it, they're not. Con- they're not really concerned with it. You don't hear them discussing it, and, and they're not caught up in that. Um, so I think the people who are very successful are really able to just kind of tune that background noise out, mind their own business, Mm -hmm. stay in their own lane and just worry about them. When you talk with your girls and the kids that you coach about turning off the background noise, what do you tell them? What do you recommend they do to get through that struggle? Because it's everywhere. I mean, social media, Snapchat, I mean, it's just, you can't get away from it. It doesn't seem like you know, it absolutely is, and I think a lot of it comes down to, at a young age, their brains are not, they're not ready for it, and we didn't have to deal, we, I mean, obviously we had, you know, such and such said this, but we didn't have to worry about being plastered on social media for thousands of people to see. Uh, you know, my thing, and my, my son is 12, he's in terms of 13, he doesn't have a phone, he has no social media, um, and I think that is really important, limiting that as much as you can, um, you know, because their brains just aren't ready. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's scientifically proven that they're not quite ready to handle that. If they do have it, really monitor that. Um, but I, I really feel like, you know, 
studies show that 80% of a female's confidence is formed before the age of 12. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing things for those girls when they're younger, if they're in um, a, a group of people they know want their best interest, they're not a bunch of snarky little girls, you know, that's really important. Finding a group, finding a family, a rodeo family or whatever, that there isn't a yeah, yeah, back and forth. Um, I think that's going to go a long way towards even high school. You know, junior high is such a tough age. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you have that basis and they have that confidence and they have that family around them, and, and not by family, um, you know, and you know this, you, you didn't always listen to your parents. Sure, find someone. Right. That is, a, that is someone they can talk to, someone they can go to, a positive role model that those girls can have and feel like talking to um, and feel comfortable with that, that pushes them, you know, that tells them positive things. And, and, and that will definitely help with them being able to handle the negativity. Because mm-hmm. it's going to come. But before social media, it was there, but now it's even worse. And, you know, even things that aren't directly – Towards you, you just are surrounded by, you know, especially right now during this coronavirus thing, there's so many negative things out there, and you have got to force yourself to, you know, push, put it away and not think about it and have the confidence, like you said, that's built before you're 12 years old to know the difference and to be able to differentiate what is directed towards you and what has absolutely nothing to do with you. Right. And, and what everybody sees these girls and they're, you know, the ones that are winning and, and, the problem is, and I see this more with girls and boys, the, the, the bigger name you are, the bigger you get, the bigger target is on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it or not, people are not always nice. So the girls that were good, we've had that. You know, they. do you want to be good? Do you want to be up here? Because you're going to have to have a thick skin. Um, and, and they have to develop that. But I think that's a great skill for life because it doesn't get any better when you leave and go into the workforce. They're mm-hmm. always going to be those people that you work with. So it, it's kind of a life skill that you just have to develop. Mm-hmm. I agree 100% with that. And even, you know, I have two businesses, and at 29 years old, there's some people who, you know, I've had to deal with that myself and just you got to keep going. You can't slow down because somebody else, you know, doesn't agree with it or is jealous or intimidated or whatever it may be. Um, their insecurities or struggles are their problem. They're not yours. And it's a hard lesson to learn, but it, it is part of it for sure. Yes, and having, like I said, having some outside person, whether it's a family friend or whatever, that can help your kids deal with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I think one of the, the a great a, a great kind of tip or secret to that because you know I I had those people in my life um, mm-hmm. and it, I know it makes a big difference in the girls that I coach because a lot of them spend a lot of time here and so if there's anything that they go through as far as their family or you know kind of the mean girls or whatever it is. I get phone calls and text messages and, you know, or they come, come hang out here for a few days and, and yeah. we, we kind of get straightened back out. So if you can find that person and, and, like I said, do everything you can through early and then understand that it's going to be tough and everybody has it tough in junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's just not time. That's how I'd be too. I think I might do upper elementary. I think I'd be okay, but man, that that junior high stuff, you know, bless bless those teachers' hearts because I definitely wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, and I think for the parents and, and the adults listening, you know, to the podcast too, if they know somebody who maybe needs that role model, like don't be afraid to to reach out and be that positive influence either. You know, these these kids need that and if you have it in your heart and you know, God puts it on your heart to be that person, you need to act on that because that that child that you are thinking of right now, he needs he or she needs you, um, to make that impact in their life. Oh, absolutely. And and sometimes you can see it. Um, some of them don't hide it as well. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it, it never hurts to, to just reach out to be that person, you know, uh, smile, say hi. You, you, you don't know what's going on kind of behind closed doors, and, and, and you never know when that kid is going to meet you and, and feel comfortable coming to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even just building that relationship slow. My grandpa always said, if you see somebody and you want to you wanna get to know them, but maybe they're not very friendly or maybe they're closed off, and maybe the first time you say hi, they don't even look your direction. And the second time you say hi, how are you? And they might look at you and they'll acknowledge you and they might smile. And the third time, by the time you do it three or four times, they're going to answer you back. You know, and then you're going to strike up a conversation. And so even if it takes a little while, if that person needs you, don't give up on them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and switch to some goat time talk. Um, next level goat tying, where did that come from? And what is it? You know, um, <laughs> well, whenever, it's kind of a fluke, kind of a fluke deal, you know, people always say good things come from really bad things, and that's kind of what happened. I love goat tying. Um, I went to Nash my junior year, uh, come back my senior year, and tore my ACL. That was 1996. Oh. So way before, you know, I had never known anybody that had any UCL surgery or anything. And it just, I thought that literally my life was over. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me. And it was tough. I had my surgery, but right before I started college, was dying to college rodeo. My parents had, my parents were phenomenal. But, you know, they told me, listen, this is something that you want to do in college. You're, you're on your own. We've supported you through high school, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do this on your own. And you know that was tough because you look around and people are riding really nice horses and having trucks and trailers. And I used my graduation money and took out a little loan from my grandmother to buy a twenty-five dollar, hundred dollar horse to college rodeo on um, from a friend of mine. I didn't have a truck. I didn't have a trailer. Um, I was paying my way through school, so I had to do that somehow. Um, my major was biology, so I had a ton of labs and couldn't have a regular job in rodeo, so I started teaching ride lessons and helping some girls tie goats. <laughs> I kind of got into that. I had a bar to goat, and stupid thing died during a, a rain oh. night. And the guy, I know, well, whenever I asked him, he was like, look, I'll pay you for it. He's like, no, I know you don't have any money. Just help my daughter. And so I was like, okay. Well, um, I started 
started helping her, and she went from not making the short round her freshman year to going to nationals her sophomore year. So um, that kind of started everything. So then people started coming for lessons, um, and I did lessons and kind of clinics. So that was started, like I said, that was 1997. Mm-hmm. So um, ever since then, we just it, it just kind of kept happening, and we had a, a lot of you know locally. Um, won state championships and a lot of girls that went on and did well at nationals. Um, and then Mia came along, and I wasn't comfortable, I guess, putting myself out there, hanging my shingle out professionally until I think it was after, actually after she won nationals at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, this, this is it. This is what I want to do. I have I can't even remember where the name Next Little Go Time came from. I, something we thought up probably on yeah. the way. It's just done. And um, but that's kind of how it started. And we've been doing clinics and lessons uh, all over the country. And I and I love it. It's, it's I guess my life calling. So from the absolute worst thing that ever happened to me came probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, because when I was and couldn't do anything with that knee surgery and that rehab the year that I had to take off. I just learned to break everything down kind of in a way that I could teach it mm-hmm. um, and change the, change my style up a little bit to more what we have now. Um, and it, it just, it was fate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if God wants you to do something, you're going to do it. <laughs> yes, you, know? you are. <laughs> championship and when you win a national championship you get a saddle and a pat on the back 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and just not a coach where he's going to make you do it this way or that way. He'll tell you, I don't know anything about the ghost time, but he will, you want a coach that will get you whatever help that you need to be successful. Mm-hmm. If it's finding mental toughness resources for you, if it's, you know, maybe I, I've had coaches that send kids down, they pay their way to come down and, and tie for a few days um, and do private lessons or do a clinic or uh, coaches that host a clinic for their school, you know, what, whatever it is, whatever your style is, whoever your coach is, if you've been successful and it's working for you, you know, talk to them mm-hmm. and, and, and see if that's an option, if there's something that they can, you know, help you do. But um, that, to me, knowing that you work well with your coach is, is going to be very important. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, some people are more independent and they don't need as much structure, whereas other programs have a lot more structure. So, you know, know yourself before you go too and know you know I mean feel it out but have an idea of if if you need structure and you need a curfew you know some kids just do better with that and um, aren't ready for the freedom that other coaches give right because I know that can definitely make a difference in your performance <laughs> yeah <laughs> it sure can yes it don't really can that might be a subject for a whole different yes Yes, and I think not just coaches, but regents. You know, I went to college in Oklahoma in Durant, and it's a really big region. Um, There's lots of kids in that region. And then when I coached, I went up to Rangeley, Colorado, which is a significantly smaller region, um, a completely different culture. You know, there's a lot of – there's different religions, so they just have a few – different values, which they're all great – But it was just a a whole different experience. What I had experienced in college and going up there, what I expected to have to deal with as a coach was completely different. So know that, too, and and you know what, if that lines up with your values, just what's going on in the area um, and what those college rodeos are going to be like because they're completely different. Yeah, you know, and college is different now than what it was, I think, back in, because I'm 41, so back in the day, you know, things were a little different. We had two headers, and everybody stayed the weekend, and we got to know each other, and we're all good friends. Now a lot of rodeos here in our region, the southern region, are one-headers. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like an amateur rodeo. You just come in, come out, and you don't get to know people as well. So I think that's kind of that's kind of sad for our region. I know not all the regions are like that. So, yeah. Um, when I was, that's an interesting thing to find out about your region before you go. Yeah, because in Oklahoma, they were just one-headers, but there were five, 600 kids in the region. So you'd show up on Thursday night, and you'd be there till Saturday or Sunday if you made the short go, um, guaranteed. So, you know, you got to spend time with people. And the region that I went up to the um, in Colorado, which is Idaho and Utah as well, they only had 200 kids in the region, so you showed up on Friday night, and they had a performance, a slack Saturday afternoon that took three hours, and then a short go Saturday night, and you could go home. So it was, wow. which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're trying to do other things and rodeo and work and, and go along those lines, that might be a good option for you to still get the experience, but not, it won't take as much time to be at a rodeo every single weekend from Thursday till Sunday, and you got a 12-hour drive home. Right, and that's important when you consider your major, too, because I know with my major being biology, you know, and me having to keep my grades up, um, you know, that was a little harder. It took a little more work for me um, Mm -hmm. than it did for some of the people who were majoring in other things. Um, 
you know, so that's, you know, you're going to major in something where you need a 4.0 to go into vet school or physical therapy school or whatever you want to, you know, that's definitely something to consider. Yes. Yeah. It's fun to travel. You learn so much. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. That's what the, the girls that go with the clinic, they have learned all kinds of skills, changing tires, rewiring yeah. trailer lights. Um, yeah. There's, it's always an adventure whenever they go somewhere with me. Yep. And I always recommend the best gift, graduation gift, a a parent can give a kid who's going to go off to tra- go off to college with a trailer is a battery powered impact wrench. <laughs> Absolutely, everybody needs one. Yes, I blew nine tires my first semester of college, and I learned how to wow. use a four way really well. And for Christmas, I had a battery powered impact wrench, and I still thank <laughs> my dad to this day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And just we spent an hour 
many different things. Her major is psychology, and so she had so much to share with the girls, and all the girls can ask questions. Last week it was Mia. The girls went through, um, spent an hour, they asked her all the questions that they wanted. Um, And it's just an amazing resource. I would have given anything to have had that back in the day. Um, You know, it it goes back to what we talked about earlier, building that self-confidence and having, helping the kids turn out the noise. You know, you have a group where you belong. You know, you have a a group of peers that are like-minded that want the same thing um, that you can, you can belong to. And I I hope that gives some of those girls some additional self-confidence or, you know, whatever it is that they need to be successful, not just in the arena, but whatever else they're doing. Yeah. Um, But that's where, that's, that's where that came from. I just felt like there was definitely a need. And then I wanted to stay um, in contact with, with my girls that I only got to see a couple of times a year. Um, And it's, we're just, we just continue to build. I keep finding new stuff to do. Um, We're going to go out and shoot some videos today um, on working courses cut in front of you. That's on the, on the agenda for today. Mm -hmm. Um, And then yesterday we did part one of, how to use videos to help you advance. And so we'll have part two coming out next week. So just things like that. Um, next week we'll have a Zoom conversation with Lauren Bain. And Lauren's been to the CNFR, what, five times, four to five times. Um, phenomenal roper and go tire and, and, and competitor. Has a very, very tough mental game. Um, and so, like I said, these girls get to talk to – um, maybe somebody they've seen in a magazine or they've seen their um, their social media um, and they look up to them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's super cool the way that social media allows you to have contact with your idols now. We didn't have that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You and know? I've seen things, too, that say, like, now, you know, anybody can be a celebrity now. I mean, and not even necessarily, oh. but an influencer or a role model, you know, you have so much more access. And with that, you have to filter, you know, who you're going to follow and make sure that you're, you know, you're following the right kind of people and, and getting the right kind of knowledge. But you have access to people like Tyson Durfee and like your program. And they're user-friendly, too. You know, anybody I've been on, you know, I'm part of your mentorship program because I wanted to check it out, even though I don't tie ghost anymore. Um, I still help a lot of kids. And just the mental side of your program and Tyson's program is great for any event that you're in. The recommendations and the podcasts, I mean, you just can't beat it. And I really like that you've got the steps set up where you kind of complete different lessons, at least is kind of how I grasp it. And that way, you know, it kind of gives you, keeps you accountable for being a part of the program. Um, And I think it's great. And I think it's something that you know, kids can be responsible for, but I do encourage parents to sit down and, you know, learn what their kids learn. They don't have to necessarily watch every video, but at least when they go to the practice pen and mom or dad's holding the goat, they're using the same lingo and have the same general idea. Absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't matter what style that you do or what string that you tie with, like none of that matters to you, to us. I, I don't, I don't care. We're we're still going to help you be the absolute best that mm-hmm. you you can be. If you tell me I, I'd rather just be together, perfect. Okay. Well, then let's be the best gatherer that we can be. You know. So um, 
to have been to a clinic, you know, none of that matters. We just want to make a community of goat tires who want to be their absolute best. Um, and, and it's very important to me that my older girls come in and they are role models for these younger girls because honestly, in go time, I guess we don't really have a lot of role models. Right. You know? We, yeah. And, and that's something I have tried to change. And I, part of this was, you know, I've put these girls out there because I, I think that the younger generation need some, they need to look at, they need to look at videos, and, and, and I've tried to at the college finals, you know, go live to Slack, or nobody would ever see them, you mm-hmm. know, uh, every every time that I can, because there's not enough coverage of the go time, to where we know these girls' names on a first name basis, like we do the bell racers and, and the breakaway ropers now, you know, mm-hmm. change, but these younger girls, need that. They need to, to see what these girls are doing and then go out there and try to one-up them. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, this thing's not finished. We've had a five in the goats now. It's time to work on those fours. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember I watching the six. Like, I tied in sixes a handful of times on uh, but they weren't on 100-foot scores. You know, they were on 80, 90-foot scores. So, even in every foot counts, you know, no matter how fast you're going. And, oh, man, I've seen some of those runs that you've posted and other people have posted. I'm like, holy smokes, I don't know if I could do it anymore. <laughs> I know now every now and then I see an open goat tying, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to get in that good of shape again to be able to compete with these girls. <laughs> we, unfortunately, have the shortest careers in rodeo. Um, it's sad, really. You have to give something up before you're ready. And, I, man, I feel so bad mm-hmm. that we're seniors this year that really had to give it up before they were ready. You know, they were counting on those last five rodeos. They were counting on, yeah. um, you know, what I tied those last few goes. And I'm just praying that we get the college finals, um, the high school finals, and, and, you know, these kids get their state finals. Um, yeah. Because that's just an even more complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, College Rodeo voted to give these kids another year of eligibility, which I thought was the right thing because some regions had only had two rodeos. High school is a little different. I don't think anybody's going to repeat their senior year of high school. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but college is a little different. Yeah. You know, um, you have the option if you want. So I thought that was the right thing to do. Um, but, yeah, we just have such short careers. Uh, but the opportunities in the last just year to, to make money doing it, for the goat time. I mean, I've been following some of the things that you are putting together and, you know, kind of keeping an eye on that stuff, but I mean, what's the future of goat time? Is it going to grow? Oh, I think so. I think that especially, the, I think, and, and Larry D and I actually talked about this, the breakaway is going to continue to go up and it's going to pull the goat time up with it. And mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to reach breakaway levels as far as numbers, just because it's a dirty, nasty, muddy, gross, Physical. Yes, very physical, and there are a lot of girls that just, they just don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's their own. I I don't want to wear breakaway caps, so there you go. But (laughs) I'm glad for all the success breakaways have it. Good for them, but it just wasn't my cup of tea. Right. But um, anyway, you got Mike and Sherry Lynn still in Vegas, so we went out there, watched that. What a phenomenal. 
Um, the, the, the Junior American has come on. Um, we're giving away the guaranteed uh, the $10,000 to first place. Awesome. Um, and, yes. So, and then the more money that we make for the qualifiers, the more money it's going to pay out on down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it all remains to be seen how the shutdown coronavirus deal plays out. And I don't know now that we're missing so many qualifiers, you know, how much money we'll be able to, to make up. But, um, you know, in the next couple of years, I see it really growing. Um, I see that whole Jackpot. I've got several different formats for ground time jackpot. And then we're going to have super cool deals 
Um, you have probably been in the practice pen with one of your parents, but we're going to do the daddy-daughter. Um, we're going to do the daddy-daughter jackpot. Okay. And, oh, yeah. So the, the girls are going to get to drive the horse saver, and dad will have to get off the tie. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I thought about, you know, let mom and dad do it, mom drive the horse saver, but I don't have that much insurance. <laughs> yes, that's probably true. That'll be super uh, fun. Oh yeah, so it's gonna be fun um, for for these kids to be able to do that and coach their parents. Uh huh. You, know, you can imagine. Oh, I know all about it. Oh <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. So that is something that I'm really looking forward to, and I, I hope all this is over with so we can still have Hell Week. Last year we had kids here from South Florida. Um, Virginia, Montana, Utah, uh, Wyoming. I mean, it's just all over the place. That's and so cool. And we had such a great time. Yes. So, yeah. 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 It, it's, it's fun. So parents need to get practiced up. Absolutely. Yes. I know. Yeah. When I was in, when I was learning how to tie goats, uh, my parents, neither of them have ever tied a goat, but my dad told me if I was going to high school rodeo, then I was going to have to be more than just a barrel racer. So... I got to learn how to tie goats, and I'm thankful that I did. Uh, but to this day, you know, they've watched me tie thousands of goats, and they've been supportive, and they can tell me if I'm not getting my butt down far enough, if I, you know, they can pick apart my runs. But to put a string in their mouth and tie goat, neither of them have ever been able to do it. I mean, we've sat in the in the kitchen for hours just working on that tie. Like, how did you do that again? That'll be awesome. So, but we're always looking for a way to make fun. Yeah, for sure. There's so many cool things you can do, and it sounds like, I mean, you just have such an awesome outlook on it and such a good purpose behind it. You know, it's more than just tying ghosts. It's, you know, building up the skills that it, it takes to, to make good life decisions and just be a good human, you know, once you are done with it um, outside of the arena. And I think, you know, that's worth so much, so much. I mean, the goat tie is great, but the rest of it's worth more than anything. Right, and I think these girls that have worked hard to go tie-in, I know one of our girls, Kylie Fry, she is in Nashville. She has a recording contract. She's been on one of the reality singing shows. Oh, cool. Uh, But, um, yeah, check her out. Her music is phenomenal. You know, she has to do it with Randy Rogers. Um, Her latest song went to number one on the Texas Country Charts. And it's great music for your kids to listen to, especially Mm -hmm. young women. But, um, you know, Kylie, Nashville's a tough deal, and the music industry is extremely tough. But Kylie was a state champion here, and she was not the most athletic kid. She was kind of chubby and unathletic, and she was in with a group of girls who were just wolves. They were extremely tough. Both the, the two of the girls she competed against fought it out for college regional championships. And um, Kylie decided her sophomore year, she said, I want to win state this year, and I will, I'm willing to do what it takes. And that kid worked every day, and she never won a rodeo, but she placed it every single one of them ended up winning state, you know, and and beat some kids that were way more athletically gifted than she was. Um, but she knew what hard work was. Yeah. And going into Nashville and trying to do this, she completely understands what hard work is. You know, Mia is trying to go through school in this hard classes, 
You know, if she's got to study 10 hours for a test, she has to study 10 hours for a test, and that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, these girls, they've never gotten away with anything being easy, and they're okay with that, and that really prepares them for school and for life, and that's why it's my favorite event. Yes, and I've heard some of your, you know, you in the background in some of your videos and um, seeing what you post, you know, when girls post their videos, you're not, you don't sugarcoat it either. You're brutal. You're not brutally honest, but you're honest. You know, you tell them straight up exactly what they're doing wrong, and you don't make it easy for them, and I think that's how it should be. You know, if you want to get better. Well, I mean, absolutely, and, and honest is the only way you're going to learn. You don't, you will never learn anything if you come here and I say, oh, that was good. Good job, baby. Good job. Pat you on the back and you tie one in a smoking 12. You know, <laughs> you, it's just not going to work. Right. You have to, you have to be able to, you know, teach your kids that someone who cares enough to tell you something, it, that they want you to succeed. They, you know, uh, and, and that's a lesson that we all have to, to learn. And I believe when it's delivered in the delivered in the right way, um, you know, and I've learned, I'm still learning, I learned something from every clinic, um, you know, when I, I, I leave that clinic the next day, I kind of break it down in my head of what could I have done better and what did I not get to that I wanted to, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not done learning, none of us are done learning, um, nope. and, you know, that's, that's kind of the deal, but to me, my job and what you're paying me for is my honesty. If, if I'm not perfectly honest with you, I'm not doing my job, and you're not getting your money's worth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Um, but, yeah, and, and, and like I said, I I want you to be successful, but I can't make you successful by not telling you what you truly need to work on. And, and the girls that have the ability to take that and not see it as a personal thing mm-hmm. are totally fine, you know. Um they want to be coached. They want to get better. Um, it's a great life school because you're, you know, you're going to have a boss one day. Yes. So. Yep. Or even if you don't have a boss, you know, for me, like I've been self-employed since I got out of college, but I have to have the mental discipline and it's taken, you know, I've, I was fortunate to have a really good FFA advisor and he was a no BS straight shooter. Like if you don't work hard enough, you're not going to do it. Like end of story. You know, you, you put in the work, you persevere, you, you know, you have consistency, and, and then you'll get ahead. But if you don't, like, sucks to be you, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And that's, you know, he taught me so much about just, you know, the mental side of it and being mentally strong and, and not cutting yourself a bunch of slack all the time, you know. There's times to right. to not be overly hard on yourself, but to have high expectations and to be honest and to, to keep moving and figure it out. Right. And, and everybody wants to know kind of what is to me as success or whatever, but there is really not a secret. She's just this combination of a ridiculously driven, hardworking person, but she is also the most coachable person. There's never been one minute wasted in the practice pen with her arguing with me, having a bad attitude about something that I told her. She just, she says, what do I need to do? I tell her and it's laser focused on doing that exact thing. And it may take her several tries to get it, you know, but she, she it, it's not a personal thing. Her feelings have never been hurt because I said, but that, that coachability is what puts these kids kind of above mm-hmm. and gives them that, that 
consistent ability to win. Um, you know, when when I get into a situation, you know, we're at a national finals and the GOAT does something, I, I can tell her exactly what she needs to do. And it doesn't matter if it's, hey, I need you to get off your horse, do three cartwheels, and then you can run the And I really think she would look at me and went, okay, got it, and went out there and done exactly what I said. So that's kind of, you know, when you have that, that's a special thing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Such a good good skill to have. Um, if you were to sum it up in one sentence, uh, some advice, a piece of advice you were to give a kid, the first time you see him, they said, hey, Stacy, what advice do you have for me? What would you say? Mm, one sentence, study. I can say there's one word, study. Study this event and work hard. I mean, I guess I can put an and in there and keep it one sentence. <laughs> yep, we can use commas. <laughs> you know, I, I think that would physically and mentally because you need to study your body and the things that you can do within, you know, the body and the muscles that God gave you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about parents? If you were to give parents some advice, what would you, uh, what would you tell parents? A kid is never going to go out and lay it on the line if they are afraid of what's going to happen at the trailer. That's Period. a good one. Um, and I can tell you that that's the reason that 110%, that is the reason that uh, the, the girls that I have that, are, that can do that, that is how they were raised. So um, Mia's mom, she didn't rodeo, knew nothing about rodeo. Um, she was happy to go up there when it was time to, to film Mia and then go back to the trailer. She didn't, you know, she offered zero advice. Mm-hmm. Good job. That was the all, you know, that she gets shot perfectly supportive, love her, she's one of my best friends. Um, her dad, they worked on the practice pen. He knew that every time she went out there, she went out there to win. Um, and win or lose, we go on to the next one. You know, he had rodeoed a bunch. He knew that she weren't going to win every one of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of the same thing. I knew every time she went out there, she gave it 110%. Uh, if, we, if it didn't go like the plan, we went back on board, we spent time in practice fixing it and getting ready for the next one. But she never, I, I, I can guarantee you 110% that no one has ever yelled at her or punished her or anything in any way that had to do with rodeo. You know, so, uh, and I see that in other girls too. You know, I've had to tell parents, you need to back off. Mm-hmm. Just take a step back. Take a step back. Is your, do you feel like your kid is going out there trying to screw up? And if the answer is no, then take a step back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and, and that's a, a really a really big thing. If the kid is scared, they absolutely will screw up. Yeah, then they can't you know, even begin to focus not. on what they need to do in the arena because they're worried about what's going to happen afterwards. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so it's so hard. I'm not going to lie. It is so hard to <laughs> uh, oh yes, uh, I, Hunter, my my son, he's a little kind of carefree, kind of just super cool guy, and he likes to have a great time. Mm-hmm. And 
hard sometimes to walk back to the trailer and go, well, that was, uh... <laughs> Quite a performance. <laughs> yeah. What do you think you could have done better? And, and I really try to stay with that. The only time I get upset is if he offers me some excuse mm-hmm. that isn't legit. And then we have we go through that. But um, to me, yeah, just if your kid's trying, if they're in the practice pen, um, and they're trying their heart out and they go to that rodeo and doesn't go, just be there to support them because their heart's way more broken than yours. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and if they're not doing what they need to do in the practice pen, and, you know, then don't enter Yeah. You know, if, if they're not doing what it takes, don't get mad at them in the practice pen. Don't get mad at them because it didn't come out of the rodeo because they're not putting it out where they need to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sitting at home for a weekend might just change their outlook on the deal. I know it, it, it worked pretty good for us when we kind of had to do it. Yeah. I'm sure it did. And I know my mom and I, um, you know, she's been a barrel racer. She's helped me when I was younger. You know, I had a hard time listening to my mom. And all kids do. You know, every clinic, every lesson that I've ever had, parents will say, I've been trying to tell her that same exact thing, but she just won't listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, you know. That's why we have businesses. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So don't be afraid to take your kid to somebody else. But um, now my mom, she is running a, a horse that I trained and that I roped on and, and done everything on and pro rodeoed on. And she is a really good fit for her. But we've had to learn how to communicate on another level because now that I'm the one helping her, you know, she's like, she gets clammed up and she doesn't want to listen to her daughter. <laughs> so we've had to work through that though. And yeah, luckily we're adults, but you know, there's some things that I've learned that as I become a parent, um, you know, just to have those conversations with your kids that, you know, you do have their best interest in your heart and, you know, if you yeah. do screw up and if you do get mad at them or whatever, you know, everybody makes mistakes, and, and that's okay. But be human and, and have conversations. Don't just, uh, you know, soul up and, oh, man, I screwed up. But apologize to your child if, you know, if you feel like you got in their face too much or if you were too lax. You know, there's a, a fine line that everybody's walking. Um, but just wow. make sure to be open about you, that. you got to figure out kind of what really works for Yeah, because 
I was the opposite. Like, I, I mean, I did like a challenge, but at the same time for me, I had to be smooth. If I started worrying about how fast I needed to be, then I would make mistakes. And so for me, I just had to always remember, just be smooth, just be smooth. And my fastest runs came when it was just smooth for me. But like you said, other kids, you know, they thrive off of that. Oh, I, yeah, right. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, I tell these girls and they're always like, I'm trying to get a seven. I'm like, well, you will never get a seven if you're trying to get a seven. You've got to get the whole idea of time and specific time out of your, out of your head. You know, the the times I do that to me are the times when, you know, if it's a short round and it's, you know, this deal kind of sealed up like it would happen in high school or something, yeah. you know, we just need some motivation. Um, but if you're thinking about a time, exactly what you said, you're totally going to clam up. Mm-hmm. You just need to go out there and do your job. Yep. You know, and that's kind of my motto. That's going to be one of the last things that they hear from me is do your job. And you'll get some crazy looks um, at, in the alleyway when, when Mia goes down the alleyway, the last thing she hears is, I'm going to yell at her, slow down. Mm-hmm. Yep. And everybody's like, slow down. Why are you telling her to slow down? Yep. You know, like, because that's how we work. That's exactly what I used to tell myself. Like, to me, to this day, getting off of a horse at a full run scares the crap out of me. It still does. If I think about it, it's like, this is really dumb. Why am I doing this? <laughs> the most 
is do your job. And that's kind of got, it applies in the arena, but it applies outside of the arena as well. Mm-hmm. Because I need to just focus on me and do my job. Again, tune out the background noise. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Do your job inside and outside the arena. And you, it should take care of itself. Yeah, if you do your job, then you should be able to lay your your head on your bed up at night, on your pillow at night, and sleep just fine. Absolutely. That's yeah. um, You know, uh, and there are some other quotes that I love. I love Pat Summit. She has some really great ones. Um, you know, about the one to sum it up. There's no secret to success. It's hard work, and we're gonna outwork you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a little longer, but it, it's a great one. I need to find it and put it on the mentorship deal because it is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, what about books or podcasts? The book that got me turned on to all this was the Pat Summit book. You know, if you play basketball in the 90s, you, you wanted to play for Pat Summit in Tennessee, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, that was just the thing. And so her book, Reach for the Summit, to me, if you're someone who maybe has had success and then you come back and I call it the hangover year, where next year after you've had some success is probably going to be a little bit of a struggle for you mentally. Um, I feel like that book is great for those people because she had so much success back to back to back to back wins. And how do you get that? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I love that one. Um, Mind Gym is to me a very easy read to get people started. It lays out the basics. Anybody can read it. Short chapters. Just just yeah. really great and that being around winners you know that's how they think mm-hmm. um and, and i think it's phenomenal yeah. um, and it's only like four out four to five hours on an audiobook too because i thought it was way longer than that and i bought it on an audible and was done with it in no time yeah. one road trip yeah <laughs> and i i i like having that now when i read for fun i just read on my kindle but whenever i read for something like this and it's research I've got that book, and I've got my highlighter, mm-hmm. and I write in the, in the notes and everything. Um, I really like that. Um, there's Relentless by Tim Grover. He was the coach for Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. You know, um, he, he coached them in athletics, but mostly in, in mental stuff. And uh, it's probably a PG-13 read, I would say, because there is some language in there. But it is for those that are just really – really wanting to, to be at that elite level. That's what it's written for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I read Heart of a Champion. I liked Heart of a Champion, Donnie Taylor's book. Um, when you get to the, about the last third of that book, when you kind of break it down, you know, set schedule and habits and stuff, um, that that's a phenomenal thing. I think it's great, you know, a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, I read nerdy books, too, that probably not everybody wants to read <laughs> One that really, one that's kind of changed the way that I do practice, I was already kind of doing it in my clinics and in my classroom at school, uh, but it's called the Talent Code. And it, it, what it does is that they went in and they looked at all of these uh, kind of hotbeds of talent for music and baseball and all these different things. And how, why were these kids so super successful? And it has to do with the myelin that that lines the, the synapses in your brain. 
Logo Time Facebook page. Uh, there's a Next Logo Time Mentorship page. It's kind of the introduction. There's a link there. So um, and you can message me. If you can't find any of those, you can message me, and I can um, direct you to send you a link directly. Okay. And do you have Instagram as well? I do have Instagram. I have to been uh, doing Instagram as much as I should have lately. That's okay. Uh, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a baby. It's kind of hard to kind of keep it up with everything. But uh, I can't yeah, blame it on a baby. <laughs> I just struggle yeah, I with it. <laughs> well, you have some businesses that are your babies, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, where can they follow you on Instagram? Uh, Instagram is next level go time. Okay. So we just keep everything pretty simple. Um, if you want to find us, next level go time, you can put that in and um, pretty much find us anyway that way. Yeah, and they can find all your clinics and your schedules as well and contact information there. Absolutely. And, and whenever this thing is lifted, we are going to be clinicking all over the place. Awesome. <laughs> yes, it has been requested for you to come to Deep River, Iowa next. Hey, I'm down. Whatever, you know. Yes. Um, the kids will be out of school. Maybe it'll happen in May, and we'll just do a we'll just do do a tour. And um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to make it for a long time. We're gonna have finals for, to prepare for. So um, I'm keeping a positive outlook on all this. And um, as, as downtime as downtime as we have now, I hope we have as much busy time whenever this is over with. Yeah, hopefully they just pack their schedules and we can go almost every single day of the week because we should be practiced up. I like it. I like it. Awesome. Well, I will add links to these books, the podcast, and how to find Next Level Goat Tying under the podcast in the footnotes, and we will go from there. We really appreciate everything that you had to say. There's so much advice in this podcast, and you know, your mindset is just awesome, and the things that you do are, are great. And I know from everybody that I've talked to that I sponsor, um, multiple kids have been to your programs and to your clinics, and they love it. Um, they have say nothing but good things. So for the listeners, if you want to be a goat tire, this is the lady you need to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We enjoy it very much, and I love watching all the stuff that you do with the Pony Pros. Those, that is my favorite age group. I'm not even going to lie. They're so fun. Um, and, oh, absolutely. We we have Hunter has his ponies here and stuff, and uh, and I can't wait to get Murph a little a little bitty pony. So <laughs> I, I can have a whole collection of ponies. So yes, that'll uh, be perfect. That's right up our alley. Exactly. I cannot wait.